Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, busy Monday. Getting you ready. Longhorns coming in here Saturday. I'll be out at Common Grounds. And a man who's been to a few coffee shops in his day, I I think we established that he's been at Common Grounds at some point. Sam Kahn, Jr., joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. He is from The Athletic. And um, he's he uh, the man can cover some coaching searches. He's been around the block on the on these things. But before we delve into this tech thing, Sam, uh, I you were uh, you were listening to that Aranda news conference today, Dave Aranda, and um, while he said some very nice things, and I do think I sound like Sally Field. He loves us. He 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 does. He cares about us. But he 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 wants to be. I mean, I think he wants to stay with Baylor, but now there was no there was no definitive like, "Hey, I'm not leaving" or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> what uh, What do you think? Uh, I mean, before we get to all this tech stuff, I, I'm just kind of curious. What do you think, Aranda? I mean, he's he's having a great season. He, I, that LSU job to me just doesn't seem like it fits him because they just you know they eat people alive. I, I, but he's obviously done extremely well there, and he's I think he's beloved there. What, do you think the Bears are safe right now is what I'm asking. Yeah, I think so. I just don't anticipate that he moves after two years. Now, you never say never because coaching, coaches and, and coaching searches and coaching careers can be very fickle and things can change on a dime. And I mean, I certainly didn't expect Matt Wells to get fired today. I thought maybe, I thought maybe he might lose his job. I didn't know it was going to be today. I thought it may be after the season, but these things change over time. But Aranda to me feel like if he was going to look at one of those two jobs, I think he would look at USC before he looked at LSU just because he's got some ties there from, from spending some time there growing up there, uh, you know, obviously went to school out there uh, in Southern California. So that to me feels like more of a fit for him than LSU. Like you said, LSU was kind of a meat grinder. It's just the expectations are so high, mm-hmm. but all that said, I don't think, I don't imagine that he's looking to take either of them. Now, the way he answered today, I think it tells you, obviously he's not going to shut it out, shut out the possibility. I, I would imagine he probably listened. And I think those two jobs, they're two of the best jobs in college football. I think you'd be a fool not to listen to it. Uh, I mean, unless you're at a, at a, you know, one of the, a place that's comparable, but that said, I think he fits Baylor really well. I think it, it's more his speed. I think he culturally, he seems to be a fit. It seems to line up with his values. And I think the pressure is just not nearly what it is at those two places. And I think there's something to be said for that, especially when it comes to your mental well-being, and which is certainly important to him. They could lose to Texas, and and you don't think the Bears would be trying to ride him out of town? <laughs> it's no. like it, it's a you know it is a you're right. It's just a completely different deal. Although to your point from earlier, these guys all have egos, and 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 when your agent suddenly gets a call from LSU and the money gets crazy, you're right. I mean you know weird things can happen. It just doesn't. You're, but I'm with you. It just doesn't seem to totally fit his personality but just to be safe mac mac Rhodes maybe ought to put a put some things together i would say it's always good to be uh, ahead of the curve what about this game by the way i mean it, this is interesting texas coming to waco could it be the last time 
the Texas visits Waco. I, I think this has a chance to be a really, really interesting and, and, and fun game. But I was thinking about this. If, if Sark, I mean, and obviously they're, they're let down and they're upset at where they are, uh, I don't think they're ready to give up on Sark. But if they, if they fell to 500 and they lose that game, and, of course, Baylor's favored to win right now, Sam, this thing could – I mean, I, I'm not saying they're going to fire Sark. I'm just saying this this could really get kind of embarrassing with with a with, – because this was such a huge hire for Texas. Yeah, you certainly don't want to start – you don't want to start year one off with a 500 record. You don't want, you don't want to go six and six. You probably would rather not go seven and five, though I think I, I think they're on track to go seven and five right now when you look at – these next two games, they got Baylor and Iowa State on the road. But I think this is a critical week for Texas because we get to see how they respond. They got two losses in two games. They probably should have won because they were in position to win. They were double-digit leaders in both of those games and fumbled them down the stretch. The, Sarkeesian mentioned after that Oklahoma State game that clearly there's a mental issue, and he mentioned it today that I, we went back and watched the tape and I didn't see things schematically that the other teams changed. And that means that we were just in our own heads, that, that it was, it was an execution thing for us. It wasn't that they changed anything they did Oklahoma or Oklahoma state. And so this is a big week for Texas to see how do you respond? You got the week off. How did you address some of these issues? Are you going to come out with some different things schematically? Is your, is your frame of mind? Is your psyche right? And, and if it's not, and if you lose to Baylor, man, that turns the Iowa State game into a little bit of a must-win just for, from a confidence standpoint from the fan base because then I think you have the fans kind of going, here we go again. They're not going to get rid of Sark or anything like that. I think he's going to get at least three years. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it gets people antsy because Sark is not worried about what happened before him, but the fan base has been living with this for a decade, and they're ready for somebody to take them to the next level. And the thing that is frustrating for them – is the highs for Texas this year have been tantalizingly high. When they've been on, they look like one of the best teams in the country. But they, they're, not, they're not on consistently for four quarters, and that's, that's the part they've got to fix. Well, we'll see how they're treated on the Brazos. Sam Kahn Jr. from The Athletic joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Your Lone Star uh, 12 is, is live right now on The Athletic. The Bears sitting in second behind the Aggies. Once they had M beat Alabama, I know you had to you had to get them up there. Um, th- th- but I'm fascinated with okay. You got SMU three at seven and zero, and there's UTSA sitting at four, right ahead of Houston. When we when we look at this Texas Tech opening now, walk us through. Jeff Trailer is the UTSA coach. He was a great high school coach. He's doing an incredible job at UTSA what makes you think that because you 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 know it takes a special person to win in Lubbock Texas well I I guess you could say the same thing about San Antonio Texas what um what what do you do you think trailer like if you what's your gut telling you right now Dykes and then trailer if you're handicapping this thing in Lubbock yeah I think Dykes is the first call uh, because He's done it at a little bit higher level program. SMU is obviously not in the Big 12, but the American has been the best group of five conference for several years running now. And not only that, look at the level that Sonny Dykes is recruited at. 
I mean, they got Preston Stone, a high four-star quarterback in the 2020 class. They are 2021 class, and they got Jordan Hudson right now committed. And uh, uh, they've got another four-star safety from Garland. Both of guys who were pursued by Oklahoma, Texas, other big-time programs. Those are those are battles that that Sonny Dykes has won in his staff, and that's what you're looking to get at Texas Tech. You're looking at somebody who can convince those high-level guys to come come to Lubbock, which is not easy to do. And then, of course, there's the natural tie. You know, his dad, Spike Dykes, was a legend there. So, so there's a natural connection for Sonny Dykes. So I think that's probably the first call. I mean, you look at what he's done at SMU, it speaks for itself. And they're in the top 25 right now. But Trailer, I think if, if Dykes isn't interested, then I think Jeff Trailer makes a ton of sense. He's got deep Texas roots. He's won three state championships at Gilmer High. Uh, the Texas high school coaches love the guy. Uh, you know he'll be able to recruit. Uh, he, at UTSA, he's shown the ability to mix a class. He can recruit guys. From the high school level, he can also bring a lot of guys in from the portal and the JUCO ranks, and that's the kind of mix I think you have to go at Texas Tech because you may not be able to get all the high four-star, five-star guys to go to Lubbock. It's hard to do that. So Matt Wells and their staff is lifting the portal. I don't know that you have to do it to that degree, but you do have to get some players from there because that's how you upgrade the talent level in a place like in a place like Lubbock. So Trailer has shown the ability to do that, and he's turned a program around really quickly in two seasons. I got him in, I mean, he's got UTSA in the top 25. I mean, that's impressive on its own. So just his pedigree, he's been an assistant in the Big 12 at Texas. But either of those guys, I think, would be really, really good fits for Texas Tech. Why, do they, why are they firing these guys so quickly? Like, I, I mean, is there that much to be gained by the head start? Of, I mean, we obviously, you, you put together a list of candidates in 30 seconds that we think they're probably going to target. Um, what is to be gained by a team that's sitting there on the verge of, of being bowl eligible to getting it done now rather than a month from now? I, I think for Texas Tech in particular, it's just the mood. The mood is not right. And this goes back to the end of last season. that There was a pretty significant portion of the fan base that was vocal and that wanted Wells out last year. And Kirby Hokut resisted, allowed Wells to make a staff change, which he did. He hired Sonny Tumby. He got rid of David Yost as offensive coordinator and hoped that that would fix it. They took some more transfers. They took Tyler Shuck out of the transfer portal as well as many others. Of course, Shuck has been hurt. But I think it's just the mood. that And the losses have been the 70 points you allowed to Texas, 52 at home to TCU, who turned out to be a very good team. And then you lost last uh, Saturday to Kansas State, up 14, and you made some really critical mistakes. I'm talking game-changing penalties, neutral zone infractions at the goal line, uh, a penalty on third and 34 that extended what eventually became the game-winning drive for Kansas State. Uh, And obviously the offensive production, they went flat in the second half. All of that combined with everything that's happened the two previous seasons, two four-win years, uh, the, it, the last month looks pretty difficult. And I think they just decided at Tech that if this is not our guy, let's make the move now rather than give him a chance to save his job in the last month. Because if Texas Tech wins and gets a couple upsets here in the last month against these four top 25 teams that they have, then you, if you're sitting at 7-5 and five with a couple top 25 wins at the end of the year, you're saying maybe we keep bringing them back for one year. But I think Kirby Hoka just kind of reads the room and feels like the Tech faithful – they want to change. They didn't like the hire from the start, uh, and they just feel like they're ready to move on to something else. All right. Is there any possible way 
Uh, I, I was thinking about it earlier. You, uh, there, Kendall's name is showing up on some of these lists. Uh, Kendall, Kendall Bryles, and that's probably the only way Art could ever be, and, and they may still not let him uh, with the baggage. But, like, for instance, does Kendall in Texas, does, does just because of who he is and, and his association with the Baylor program, does even he have too much baggage, do you think, to get hired at Texas Tech if, for whatever reason, Dykes doesn't go there or they – or they, you know, would, would he, you think he could get in the mix? I, I don't think for the head job, no. And I, I think it's, I mean, the baggage is part of it, but I don't, I think it's mostly because he, it, it would be a first-time head coaching job. And I don't think Texas Tech is looking for a first-time head coach at this juncture. Remember, they're trying to chase the success that Mike Leach had and get this program to a certain level. And they, I, think, I think they're looking for somebody who's established, somebody who's proven it elsewhere, and gotten it done. Kendall's got some really good offense, and he's done a really good job at Arkansas. But I, I, if, if Kendall Riles is a candidate in the state of Texas, I would imagine it maybe at a group of five job. If a place like North Texas opens up or a place like Texas State opens up, then perhaps that's something I could see, you know, either of those schools looking at and, and evaluating. But Tech, I, I don't feel like they would go that route. I, I honestly think there would a potential they would maybe look at art just from what we've heard from some of the boosters there and some of the deniers that, that they may look at art at some point. I, I don't know. We'll have to see if that's actually something the decision makers will get on board with, but, but it's something that, that it, it doesn't sound like there's a 0% chance for that there. So, but, but I, I, again, I would go back to Dykes and trailer, I think are the top two at this point. And then if, if they happen to miss on those two, then we'll see where they go from there. All right, who ends up in the in, right now the Big Twelve title game? If you have to make if you have to make the call right now, who do you think it is? If you give me a day, because I think Oklahoma State's going to lose Bedlam to Oklahoma. Okay, and then oh, it comes down to that Oklahoma Baylor game to an extent. I, I, if you're making me bet today based on the the teams that I've seen, I think it's Oklahoma and Baylor. I, I think Baylor has played the best ball outside of outside of Oklahoma in this conference through seven weeks. Uh, so if I, I know they still have to play Oklahoma, and we'll have to sort that out. And I think Oklahoma State has a good shot. If Oklahoma, but if, if Oklahoma State can win every other game other than Bedlam, we know they have the tiebreaker over Baylor. But Baylor's played the best ball, in my opinion. And, and I, I think they have a decent shot to beat Oklahoma on November 13th. So if, if you made me pick today and put my chips down, I'd say Oklahoma and Baylor. Okay, we now have you sponsored uh, here at ESPN Central Texas based on that prediction, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Sam, uh, I appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. No problem. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Sam Kahn Jr. joining the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Oklahoma and Baylor. I like it. 